everybody. Welcome to another episode of Pillow Talk. I'm your host, Ashley. And I'm Travis. And this is the show kind of we're going to reformat a little bit, you know, and if you guys have been with us since the beginning, it's kind of been like viewer questions or listener questions. I'm sorry. Um, and we decided, why don't we start trying to give a little bit more of us? Just kind of talk more real shit as opposed to the beats that are typically covered in every Q&A. doesn't necessarily have to be a Q&A from now on, but we do want to just start kind of talking real world stuff. You know, like relationships and parenting and other, you know, other topics that, you know, might give some insight into our lives and us as people. And hopefully they resonate with you and, you know, maybe you're able to get something out of them and maybe feel better about some things or feel like, wow, these guys are a bigger train wreck than me. Either way works for us. But that's going to kind of be the new, I guess, template now going forward. I, I guess. <laughs> and this was something you really wanted to do. Uh, but you can still send us your questions. Yes, absolutely. We're not saying don't send questions. Yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead. Con- and they don't have to be about relationships. Those questions make me uncomfortable, <laughs> Karima. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a feeling that this show is going to continue to make me really uncomfortable now. If you want to send us any questions, feel free to send those to our social and inbox well social media inboxes dm us text me if you have my phone number whichever and i can post them completely anonymous so that travis is more comfortable <laughs> no if i if i have to answer the question <laughs> oh, it's gonna be shit. uncomfortable i'll and do who, it who are we to give life advice we're nobody exactly but we have been married for 20 years we have mm-hmm, until recently, successfully raised three children, but we, you know, we've been we've been through a lot of shit, and hopefully, you know, if we can help anyone in some way, we we would love to do that. I would love to do that. <laughs> Travis is on the fence. Clearly, I have. Travis is on the fence. His, I have doubts about our ability to give advice on anything. His shorts got caught on the fence. He is now dangling upside down <laughs> with my ass hanging out. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So, we were just commiserating about how it's been, apart from the special 100th episode that we did, um, it's been a hot minute since we've done one of these. So, I feel like we got a, some catching up to do first. I tried to talk about this stuff and you weren't having it. Because I have been dying to talk <laughs> about Texas Frightmare and our trip to Pennsylvania. But every time I bring it up, you're like, no, this is not the time or the place for it. God damn it, today is the time and the place. <laughs> All right, so first off, uh, how's work been treating you the last few months? Like shit. It's like 100 million <laughs> degrees outside, and I got an outside job, and I hate it. <laughs> Sun's angry with me. It's trying to kill me. Yeah, it's that episode. episode. It's that level of Super Mario where the sun's trying to kill you. It's chasing you. It yes. chases me. Yes, yeah. it does chase me. I feel you. Yeah, it puts everybody in a sour mood, so... Everywhere I go, people are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing exciting it's, happened of late. You know, I don't. I don't go to the fun places anymore. I I, I go to uh, I go to different places. And okay. I don't go to the fun neighborhoods anymore. I don't go to the neighborhoods where you shouldn't be there in the dark anymore. Really, that's good. So uh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Or am I? Or are you? <laughs> My life insurance is not that good. <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, it's just been work. It's different this summer. Um, 
I haven't really talked about I guess I have. I deliver beer, kegs and stuff. So football season has started recently, and I'm, I'm getting my ass kicked. Because while I don't go to the shady neighborhoods anymore, um, I do a lot of sports bars. So it's kind of ramping up for them, and it sucks. Yeah. That's all I do. I go to work, and then I sleep in my chair. Yeah, I'm, I can I can attest to that. You can validate that statement. <laughs> I can. But not my parking. How about you? How's, how's work? Uh, well, after, after the events of the last few months, my work schedule has changed drastically. I would say for the good and the bad. I mean, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse because, um, with everything that happened, I am now part-time instead of full-time like I was. So it is allowing me, especially with school starting, it's terrific. It's allowing me to be home when the kids and you need me most. Um, and you're like, I don't need you. Yes, you do. You wouldn't find anything if it weren't for me. <laughs> you mean like we're the black sesame seeds today? <laughs> Touche. That, that literally happened just a few hours ago? <laughs> Touche. That's <laughs> fair. Okay. Anyway, um, but it allows me to be home when the kids wake up. It allows me to take Isabel to and from school. Um, so I get to hear about her day. I get to drop her off, tell her I love her and, um, I get to be here at night, you know, and, and sleep next to my husband for a change instead of, I mean, don't me wrong. I'm a night creature. I am a creature of the night. And so I loved night shift and I loved the, the calm of it. Um, as opposed to the kind of hustle and bustle that day shift is, which I am on now also. Um, but going part-time also means that I took a huge huge pay cut so that part kind of blows but I mean if there's one thing I have faith in it's that Travis and I can get through anything and we will and that I will put in enough hours to make up the difference we will get through (laughs) this too that's what she's got faith in (laughs) I will live there (laughs) so that yeah it it's it's going okay nothing nothing crazy well i mean it's a hospital it's crazy every day but for for some reason every single person is coming to the emergency room right now and i don't understand why like are they there for the free air conditioning like i don't get it like seriously people answer me what is wrong with just going to private care I mean, I get not everybody, you know, can get private care doctors or, you know, maybe don't have insurance. And I, I get all those things just as a healthcare worker. It's like when somebody comes in for just a cough or my foot hurts, you're like, okay, seriously, why are you here? <laughs> and it's frustrating. You know, I get that look sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the other day I got caught. It was really hot. And so I had... my. My trailer is what you call a side loader. The doors are down the side, so you get the kegs down by hand, right? We don't have pallet jacks and all that crap. We do it the hard way, the extra manly way. That's why we all have beards. And uh, it's going to tie into the episode later. You just Yeah, wait. it's going to. But this guy comes out, and he just happened to look over where I was and saw that I had opened one of the doors that had kegs in it and wedged myself in between two of them because they were cold, <laughs> and I was dying. <laughs> so I'm like halfway in the bay kind of hugging one of them feels great actually (laughs) it feels great so you would think like being in a hospital that it would be cold but since they have me running up and down between three floors my entire shift i sweat like you wouldn't believe like i've i've seen all these memes where it's like oh i love getting to wear scrubs to work because it's like wearing your pajamas so i sleep 
almost in the nude. So wearing pajamas is still fucking hot to me. So I'll go into a patient's room and they'll be like, can I have an extra blanket? I'm cold. And I'm like, fuck you. What are you, an alligator? Are you a cold-blooded animal? I'm burning up. What is the matter with you? (laughs) Yeah. I had a conversation with a a guy at a bar the other day and he was complaining. He was like, oh, it's supposed to cool off next week, but it's only going to get down to like 97 or 98. I was like, God damn, I'll take that. That's 10 degrees cooler than it is right now. God, 14 degrees in some cases. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Um, We have a different relationship with heat at our house. (laughs) (laughs) We got rain today for like 15 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) If that. Yeah. I was convinced it was the end of the world. I don't know what's going we were, on right now. Oh, we were so excited. We were we were running some errands in town, and I was like, oh, oh, finally rain. And then, yeah, as soon as we got home, it stopped. It's like, damn. Yeah. Sad days. <laughs> Sad days. So, Travis, I will let you take the helm about Texas Frightmare Weekend. It was awesome. We went. You should go. <laughs> See? I'm dying to talk about it. I forgot what I wanted to talk about. You've been making me wait. You will call me mistress and you will wait. Like, fine, I'll wait. Uh, no, it was actually, it was, it was good. It's at the, what is it, the Irving Convention Center or whatever in Las Colinas. Um, it's not really that hard to get to. Parking was way easier once we figured out where you're supposed where to you're park. Where you're supposed to park at, Because yeah. they don't put up signs up there. So, there was that, but... It was crowded, but it was not as crowded as the last con that we went to there. And I think the last one we went to was a fan expo several it was. years ago. Mm-hmm. And that sucker. There were so many people there, they had to shut down the top floors and the escalators because the fire marshal came in and said that the floor was going to collapse, fill it, and more people go up there. Um, but this year, it was, it was interesting that it wasn't so crowded. Maybe they put a, a cap on the number of tickets they were selling or something. Seems like they would have had to because John Carpenter was there, mm-hmm. uh, which we saw from a distance. And you fangirled hard. Uh, Tom Savini was there. That was awesome. The lady that plays the nun, uh, the uh, the Kyoto Brothers, do Killer Clowns, the ones that we just did. Yeah. And the Killer Clowns were there in costume, which yeah. was awesome. Uh, but our main draw, the whole reason we went, was because David Howard Thornton and Damian Leone was were going to be there. Yes. And we took pictures with them. Yes. Damian Leone touched me. <laughs> Art the Clown touched me. Yeah. And we killed me. Okay, so this is, what, a month after London passed away or something? Or two something months? Something like that. We had, I had bought the tickets for this thing sort of as a surprise for you yeah. months in advance. Yeah. And so, so it, was, it was kind of one of those bright spots where we were still obviously, you know, way, way, way depressed and sad. But it was one of those days that was a bright spot in the middle of everything. Um and I remember when we were going up for our photo, uh, Art the Clown put his arm around me and he just, he smiled at me, but it wasn't like that creepy Art the Clown smile that we're accustomed to. Like, it was a genuine smile. And I I just remember, like, for one instance, feeling some warmth, good kind of warmth, not Friar Ball's warmth, but just being like... I felt okay for a se- for a second. That was that photo op was interesting. I'd never done a photo op before, uh, and I don't fanboy or anything like that. It was really cool meeting those two guys. When I say meeting them, they run you through their like cattle. Yeah. Uh, but you know, as soon as we walked up, Art the Clown throws his arm around you. Damien gives like fist bump and then throws his arm over my shoulder, 
and they were just so super nice and what impressed me was the energy level because we were we were not the last group coming in for a photo op but like second to last uh -huh. those guys had been at it all fucking day and the fact that they still acted like they were happy to meet every fan that walked up there and maintain that kind of energy and still smiling and looking happy about it just impressed the shit out of me. Yeah. So because I, later in the day when we were walking by some of the autograph tables, you could tell there were a couple of those celebrities that were fucking over it. Yeah. So <laughs> I pledge my loyalty and fealty to them. Absolutely. I will take a bullet for those two guys yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there were a few of them there that I saw and they were sitting at their table looking kind of sour, even though they had a line of people. And I'm like... If somebody's going to pay $200 for you to put ink on paper, you can smile. Right. Like, I get it. It's got to be exhausting. I totally understand. But at the same time, these people, we didn't pay for an autograph. Like, these people are paying a ton of money in some instances just to stand that close to you. Be nice. Yeah. And I'm not going to talk about who I noticed that was looking like they had some sour grapes. But James Jude Courtney that played uh, Michael Myers in the most recent Halloween trilogy, mm -hmm. he was still like, super stoked to be there, I think. Yeah. Even at the end. And we stayed not until it was over, but we were there pretty close to the end. Yeah. And he looked like he was still having a pretty great time. Dude looked psyched and happy. That had been on the floor all day. Yeah. It was it was really cool. Um, He's a big dude. And then and then walking by Tom Savini's table, oh my God, I wanted to get an autograph so bad. So, so bad, but we didn't have any cash. And there was like, there's an ATM machine in here, but trying to go in and wade through those people in the lobby every time it just wasn't appealing and i think any other time i might have gone in there anyway and said no this is a big fucking deal but i think savini does a lot of these so i feel like i could possibly get that opportunity again well i feel like the uh, if we can if we can figure out how to do it we will turn this into maybe an annual thing where yes, we go every year absolutely so be another opportunity and i will know next time that you got to bring cash because none of them use the little scanny things yeah on you know for the iPhone or I don't know what it is. I don't know technology. It's a, <laughs> they scan your card. They don't do that, which is probably for the best. Yeah. Because I can imagine there'd be there might be some sketchy people showing up there. But there was some cool merch there. Um, we met we met the folks from Podmortem there. Yeah. Which is really cool. I tried to convince them that next year they need to set up a booth. Um, as long as they let me carry heavy things and stand on the side of the table where the crowd is not, because even though it wasn't as crowded as I expected it to be, there were still a ton of people there. Yeah. And, and this I, was this was my second time to meet them, but it was Travis's first. And Travis just stole JP away from me, like it, like nobody's fucking business. I'm all like, this is my surrogate little brother, and I mean, he calls me his little sister, but I'm older than him. But still, at any rate, it, you know that that's my brother. And I was just like, oh, I can't wait to talk to JP and all this stuff. And and I'm thinking that Travis is going to be this huge my Travis, not Tra Podmortem Travis. I'm thinking Travis is going to be a snob. He's not going to talk to anybody. He's going to be his, his stoic self. And I'll be damned if I don't look over. And he has completely monopolized JP. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? That's my best friend. <laughs> but I think um, I think we were. I think Travis was really impressed with the three of them and thought so much of them. Um, we we had a great time. Just kind of, we didn't like sh they shoved up their ass the entire thing, you know, because this is their family thing that they do, and we didn't want to cramp their style or anything. But it was it was such a great time just getting to spend a little bit of time with them and it was my first time to meet Podmortem Travis and he absolutely lived up to the hype I was so 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 excited to give that guy a hug and 
Um, our friend Megan was there. Megan flew in from this all the way from Pennsylvania. So we got to wander around with her and get to meet her. And we ended up going out to dinner together after the fact. And it was it was such a great time. It Like I said, it was a bright spot definitely of that month. Yeah, and she's one of the reasons that we ended up doing Killer Clowns. Yes. Because I put her on the spot. Because Travis badgered her. Oh, I, no, I didn't badger. <laughs> I just waited for you to get up. You're like, I'm going to the bathroom. And as soon as you stood up, I'm like, so what movie are we doing when we come back? And she, <laughs> You're like, here, I'll buy you some food for a friend request. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wish I could say I felt bad about doing that, but I really don't. <laughs> what happened if Megan didn't like that episode? What if she well, listened to it? Well, I'm a dick. <laughs> she listened to it was like, so he put me on the spot. For this request and they didn't even these guys didn't even turn out like what the fuck i know right <laughs> oh, performance just anxiety megan wouldn't do that <laughs> anyway uh but yeah it would it was such a terrific experience and i i do want to make it an annual thing i got some sweet ass merch there they've got some neat stuff there it yeah. would be really easy to go and get yourself in a lot of trouble financially oh hell yeah um, like i'm never gonna financially recover from this type yeah. of shit yeah, you don't. You wouldn't want to take a credit card with you. <laughs> you don't want to do. It'd be like it's like going to Vegas, but for horror fans. Yeah. Um, but they had some really neat stuff and stuff that you really can't find anywhere else. I mean, I'm sure some of these places have like an online store or whatever, but there were people showing up with merch that I'd never seen before. Um, but it was it, yeah, it was really neat. It was a fun experience. So if you ever get a chance uh, to go to Texas Frightmare Weekend, I highly recommend that you check. And there's it out. people from all over that come down too, like. It's it's not just Texas Texans that are there, so that was cool too. Yeah, yeah. and you know you get people that show up in costumes. Some of those costumes were really impressive. Yeah, they there were. Um, you do get some people that show up in S and M gear, and yeah. that was interesting. That was that was a Look, little interesting. Looking like they showed up for a Judas Priest concert and got lost. Hey, don't um, threaten me with a good time. Yeah, it was a lot of leather <laughs> on some of those folks. I don't know. Maybe there's a horror movie for that. I, I don't know. But there's something about kind of feeling like you're with your own tribe, too. Because when you're in a place where we live, for instance, we're, we're actually doing, I think it's called the Granberry Spooky Spectacular that we're doing here in um, October. And, oh. Ken Sagos, Sagos, who was in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 or 4, is, I think he comes to it every year, and he's going to be there again this yeah. year. So yeah, we're actually having a sort of a con here. Yeah, so we may of. check that out for the first time. Um, but I definitely think Texas Frightmare for sure needs to be an annual thing for us. Yeah. It was just, it was so much fun. And if Pod Wardham's there every year, that's just the cherry on top for us. So anyway, now to our next fun thing that we got to do. Travis and I got to be in a movie. Technically. Technically, we're in two. We're in two. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, the executive treatment, I guess. <laughs> we got to go up to Pennsylvania, uh, Bill and Zena. Yeah, so... Uh, had us up there to be in two different movies. Should we Should we name these movies? We, we can. Yeah, so one of them's called Group, and we're actually in it. You can find it on IMDb. Uh, we're not on IMDb, but the <laughs> film is. And we one, should be. And the other one's called Immersion, and that they're going to be using some stuff from our podcast in the show yeah, or in the movie, so. which is fun. But it was really cool. We met a lot of awesome people up there. We so really we, did. We got to hang out with the uh, hang out with the cast and crew and all this stuff. And so a little little bit of background information here. Um, William or Bill uh, and Zena Rush. Uh, they uh, they own Original Cinematic. It's it's an independent film company and. Uh, group and Immersion are their first two feature-length films. They've done a few shorts. Um, 
And they had approached us a while back um, very casually about, hey, we really want you guys to be part of this. We're going to fly you out. We're going to house you and all this stuff. And who the hell says no to that? I, I don't I know. Did, I did. I actually did it first. He, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I did. that's fair. So you had been the only one to talk to them ever. Okay. I had had no communication with them at all. Let me interject here. Bill, you are going to laugh your whole ass off at this. Yeah, he he's going to think it's funny. Because <laughs> I think when you said that for the first time, I'm like, so two people that we don't know at all have never met are going to fly us across the country to be in a movie. And you were like, yeah. And I said, so it's either porn or they're going to kill us. <laughs> Or porn and then kill us. He was like, what if there's some creepy swingers and they yeah, like, want us to be part of their sex cult? Or what if they have a sex dungeon in their house? <laughs> like, Everything involved sex like, for some reason. We're, we're going to leave and no one's ever going to see us again. <laughs> yeah. But no, they were great. It was a great trip. It was. It really was. So yeah, not only did they fly us out and house us and feed us and everything else. They let us like be completely immersed behind the scenes. Like... Like watching stuff get shot, how cameras work, watching the makeup process. I mean, it was fantastic. I mean, I just, this was something that I never thought in my entire life I would ever get to be a part of, let alone even be invited to go do. Yeah. So. Renato was swearing at me in Hungarian. <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. That's, that's, check that one off my bucket list. <laughs> Yeah, Travis had a hot Hungarian girlfriend, so there you go. I did my own stunts. <laughs> That's a joke, but it's yeah, not. <laughs> uh, Travis, uh, he, he, I remember him giving me a look for one instance because there's a scene. <clears throat> excuse me. Travis is a cheating boyfriend on his pop star girlfriend, and I am the other woman. Uh, been there, done that, but... <laughs> You know you're giving away the movie that has not even been released yet. I, I don't think they're going to care. Um, but I am laying on this couch, passed out from, I think, drug use or and sex. something. And um, they had they were like, okay, so what we're going to do is you're going to lay on this couch and we're going to have this blanket pulled up to your, you know, your chin. And I was like, well, listen, guys, I'm wearing a strapless bra. I can totally just take my shirt off for this and i remember travis looking at me like it's happening it's starting i knew it was porn it's gonna turn into porn any minute now (laughs) and bill was a complete gentleman and looked the other way and and all this stuff and and was so gracious and it was the most comfortable experience i'd ever had uh all 30 overweight pound of me was like laying there like i know everyone's gonna see all three of my chins and it's okay um but it was it was so much fun. I honestly, like I said, never thought I would ever get to be part of something like this. And I think ultimately Travis enjoyed it too. I did, I did. Actually, after that scene where she does, she smashes a guitar, and I'm like, if you get another guitar, we should totally do this again. She should hit me with it. Yeah. And I think Bill was horrified at the idea of her hitting <laughs> me with a guitar, but I was up for it. I was like, you can you can hit him it's with it. It's just an acoustic. It's uh, not going to hurt. Repeatedly, I'll be fine. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. I've been hit yeah. by worse. Have you seen this guy? He's a brick hit shit house. <laughs> so, oh, what? A brick shit house. Oh, okay, you fumbled it the first <laughs> I time. I did. <laughs> anyway, so not only that, but we got to meet a group of some of the most fantastic people, and we have made lifelong friends out of this. I, I, Me and Zena are like peanut butter and fucking jelly now. Like, 
she has been there for me these last few months and a bit has been so supportive um they're coming back in november to come see us which i'm like oh my god we're not nearly as fancy as you guys we're just a couple of blue collared you know grunts and these fancy people want to come visit us so it's I'm, I'm a little nervous about it admittedly but at any rate some of the best people you'll ever meet and i have no doubt that anything that those two put their hands on is is going to be gold i I think they're going to have all the success in the world. I I hope they do. Yeah, it was a it was a great experience. I had never seen anything like that at all. Uh, so it was it was it was pretty awesome. It uh, was. It, and one of our one of our friends, uh, Michael Lake, he had a movie released this year that uh-huh. he was in called Edwin. Not not done by Original Cinematic, but it's actually on Tubi. Yes. So it was wild. Watch it. Like I'm standing there, you know, for these two days talking to Michael. Uh, making small talk conversation sweet as can be and then I go to our living room one night and Travis is sitting there watching Edwin and I'm like holy shit that's Mike oh my god oh my god I was freaking out it was it's so bizarre to be like I you know I know this person and I'm seeing them in a real live action film like it was just it was so surreal Um, And we got a DVD of their short, One for the Road, based on the Stephen King novella. And all of our friends that we got to meet on the cast were in the film. These are people we've done scenes with. And we were like, holy shit, I know all these guys. It was just, it was such a bizarre experience. Yeah, we didn't fangirl at Texas Frightmare. We did fangirl when we were watching that. though. We did. We did. Just a little bit. So, and, but I will say, um, it was also a bittersweet experience for the both of us because Bill and Zena are also two of the hugest LGBTQ allies you could ever meet. And their film sets are, um, are safe for everyone. And there were so many times that my heart was touched at just the love and generosity and camaraderie in all the cast that I looked at Travis once and I said London would absolutely have been in her element here just to feel just to be somewhere where she would feel like she was really part of a community and get to see all of these successful people and know that she's not alone you know and I only lost my shit on set once (laughs) which again uh, Bill and Zena were absolutely gracious about to be fair Joe was he was tearing it up yeah during that scene he was doing a fantastic job which he's a stage actor and and a number of the the folks that were out there were so they they were they bring it um but yeah i was really impressed with the entire group because it what had happened with london came up and i was amazed that a group of strangers just sort of immediately sort of banded together to support us which was yeah. uh, you don't get that here no no you don't get that where we live um they're just like oh man that sucks i'm glad i'm not you and then they move on wander off uh, but everybody there was was fantastic. So kind, so gracious, and and caring and loving. And these are people we never met in our lives. And then I'm asking Travis, why do we live in Texas again? <laughs> so, but anyway, that is not why we're here. I guess we should move on to our our main topic of discussion. So, Ooh, like on. like I said, we're gonna start kind of talking real shit now. More more world down-to-earth issues than just what's your favorite scary movie yeah so this is actually my fault because i found uh found this article it was on buzzfeed 
and it was put up by someone named Fabiana Buontempo. I'm sure I did that wrong, but, you know, credit, don't sue us. Uh, it's about guys sharing common struggles they'll have that women will never understand. That's in quotations, and didn't expect some of these. So yeah. it's actually a thread from Reddit. So Travis texted me one day at work and was like, I'm not pointing any fingers. He's like, but I just think this is this was an interesting read, and I, you know, would you do me a favor and read it? And normally if somebody sends me something to read, I'm like, oh, come on, I don't have time for this. But when your husband d- does it, you go... Okay, so if he's telling me I need to read something, I need to take it seriously. So what did you think about it after you read it? So after I read it, there were a few that stuck out that I was like, you know, I really didn't consider that. Um, So at the forefront here, I, Travis, (laughs) Travis has changed a lot in the course of the 20 years that we've been together. Because I would say when we got together, he was hyper conservative and hyper old school about everything and in a lot of issues he still is there's some of them I'm still working on (laughs) trying to wear him down but I feel like he's had a lot of growth over the years and because of that growth I feel like he has let some walls down and given me some insight to what he's thinking about and how he's feeling about things which is not typical for him so like I said I took this seriously and one of the things that we're kind of having open discussion about now is gender roles and gender politics and what is expected of men what is expected of women because any any woman out there besides me knows that women have had the raw raw end of the deal for as far back as i can remember but travis doesn't like uh what do you call them uh hot button topics or whatever don't start ripping on me (laughs) no i was trying to think uh he doesn't like box checking um and so when you say things like toxic masculinity, he, he takes issue with it sometimes. And the reason for that is not because he's a toxic male. It's because, as this article states, toxic masculinity hurts guys too that are not, well, chads. Well, and there's a lot of us that get stuffed in these boxes. And this is not us. You probably know a guy that's like some of these. That there are that's, a lot. That's their, legitimately their personality. But there's a lot of us that get all get lumped into that same group. And I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like women do that a lot. They make those, well, guys statements, right? Like guys, quotation marks, and they lump us all in that same group. But you don't like it when we do that. If we make a generalized women statement, like generally you get offended. So, I mean, if it's not okay for us to say it, it shouldn't be okay for y'all to do it either. I don't think it's fair for someone to say that they're open-minded, but then not hear both sides of the coin. Right. Like, that's what I try to do. I try to hear both sides of it and make a well-educated conclusion as opposed to, no, this is just what I'm fixed on. Right. So I think that's ultimately where you get more growth. Yeah. So anyway. So you ready to start? Let's start. All right. So number one, and I may not agree with all of these either. And we may not pick every single one because this is a lengthy (laughs) article. Well, there's only 10 of them. Oh, okay. I was thinking there was like 50 or something. No, they just, well, I mean, if you go into the actual Reddit feed, which I did, it's, it goes on forever and some of it's just stupid shit, but I guess they picked like their top 10. So the first one is I had a situation and this is the quote. I had a situation in which I overheard my fiance's mother once say to her in very different words that men only have two emotions, rage and horny. Basically sounded to me like she thought all men with emotions were just con men lying to get sex. I don't feel like I've run into that, but we've been, we've been together for a really long time. So that may have changed. Um, I can I can see that 
But then I know guys that if they do anything other than one of those two, that's exactly what they are doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's fake. They're campfire guitar guy. They're just trying to get laid. Yeah. I, I think that's one to begin with that is unfair. And maybe it is just because I've been with you for so long that I have seen every range of emotion from you. And to be fair, those were not things I saw for a long time because you you do tend to be more on the stoic side and you were kind of raised in that mentality of men don't cry, you well, know. There, yeah, there's another point further down that addresses that specifically right and i just i don't i don't think that's fair no no and again with this one i that's not me but i can see i I can see where that'd be true in some situations for certain guys i mean for you you're rage and sleepy yeah i just want (laughs) to eat and take a nap i'm kidding (laughs) Uh, all right so the second one if we're ready to move on to the second one because that one's kind of sure uh, questions like, why are you wearing pink? You're a guy. Why are you not drinking anything that's not a beer? You're a guy. Why are you in pottery class? You're a guy. Why did that movie make you tear up? You're a guy. Just about every guy gets questions like these on a regular basis that they probably don't even notice anymore. I don't ever get asked those questions. No, because I'm not like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I don't wear pink because I just, I don't care for pink. Um, but it's I, not because, ew, it's a girly color. No. As far as drinking, I drink whatever I want and fuck them if they don't like what I'm drinking. I care less. Yeah, if it tastes um, good, it tastes good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like margaritas. Margaritas are good. Yeah. It's not really a manly drink. I don't give a shit. Margaritas are good sometimes. And who's to, I, I guess that's my point point of the whole thing is who's to say what is manly and what is not? Who you know, are these guys? What's funny is that there will be guys that do that and they're like it's it they'll make an issue out of a mixed drink, you know, especially if it's got an umbrella in it and like, oh, why are you drinking that? Like, it's tequila. Like you're perfectly okay with drink taking shots of tequila, but you don't want to take you don't drink tequila in any other form. Like I don't know. Like why don't you mix it up with something and make it actually taste good? Because tequila tastes like shit. Well, my thing is beer itself. You know the guys who are jaw drink beer it has the lowest alcohol content uh not the ones i get <laughs> i'm just saying normally you know <laughs> your your Coors Light, your budweiser your stuff like that don't sue us <laughs> low alcohol contents you want to get fucked up get a mixed drink well or a cocktail i'm just saying yeah but i mean it depends on what you're going for like if we're cooking like if, we're, if i'm gonna grill and we're gonna be out there all day i don't want to drink something that's got a high alcohol content because you'll just get drunk and burn everything. <laughs> um, but, you know, like if you're having something a little bit stronger with a meal, that's fine. But, yeah, I mean, it depends on how long you plan on going, I guess. Yeah. You know, if you're not planning on drinking very much for very long, you can go with something stronger. But if you're going to be out for the day um, or whatever and have a few beers, then you don't want to get you don't want something that's going to get you stupid. Or at least right. I don't. I know guys that do. They'll go out and get stupid every day, but not for me. Um, well, we're not big drinkers anyway. Why are you in a pottery class? Uh, because you want to be Patrick Swayze. <laughs> and he's a guy, and he probably has gotten laid more times than anybody ever. So um, pottery class is okay. I could see how that would be therapeutic no matter what gender you are. Yeah. Something calm and relaxing and creative. I don't understand why they would say, why are you in a pottery class? You're a guy. You're making something out of dirt. Yeah, right? I mean, Jesus. Come on. Oh, they just look for shit to... Uh, why did that movie make you tear up? You're a guy. I remember I when we watched uh, The Good Dinosaur, and it was right after my dad died, and I'm pretty sure I cried like a baby. Yeah. Because that's kind of what it, it's about. I don't know. I mean, you you just you feel what you feel, and if they don't like it, then they don't have to be around you. That's sometimes when like, why are you wearing that? Well, this is what I'm comfortable in, and if they don't like the way I look, they don't have to look at me. <laughs> you look stupid. <laughs> so, I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. Yeah, my balls are not stuck to my leg. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. 
Number three, trying to find the balance of being emotionally vulnerable and masculine in such a way that maintains attraction. This leads into communication, sex, outward behavior, and damn near everything in a relationship. Um, I feel like I felt that way at the beginning of our relationship, but I don't necessarily feel that way now. Elaborate. Because I feel like in the beginning you used to be like, why don't you ever tell me how you're feeling or anything like that? But there was kind of that guy thing. It's like, if I really tell you how I feel, you're either going to think less of me or you're going to get scared. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's another one that gets talked about a little bit further down is that there's really a, a kind of a finite range of emotions that are expected from guys. And it's not that they're expected. Those are just the only ones that are really acceptable, mm -hmm. right? If we don't provide the emotion that is expected, then it's wrong. There's something wrong with us. We're either not manly enough or we're toxic or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when we, don't, when we don't react in the expected way, the way a, a guy is supposed to react, then obviously there's something wrong with you. Uh, but the contrast to that, is it, well, you've told me before, I feel how I feel. So you kind of get into that double standard thing. Like if a guy cries, then they might look at him and go, well, you're a pussy. But if a woman cries, she's like, well, I'm feeling how I feel. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like if it's good for one, it should be good for the other. See, and I, yeah, I've never had that opinion. Um, you have not. That is true. Um, I have always encouraged Travis to talk about how he's feeling. And if you need to cry, cry. I mean, I, I don't want to get too vulgar here for a second, but I will. Crying is almost like having an orgasm where sometimes you have this stuff built up and built up and built up that when you finally have that release, you feel better. And, and sometimes having a good cry will make you feel better just getting it out. So, yeah. So I have a, I have a problem with that. Not that, not necessarily. Well, I do with doing it. Um, I was not raised in a household where that was acceptable. Mm -hmm. Boys don't cry. And if you're going to, then I'll give you something to cry about. Yes. Right. You were gonna, if you cried for something that wasn't considered worthy of crying, you were going to get your ass whooped. Like and I watched my brothers get raised the same yeah, way. Yeah. And so I found out, especially after London, that there are times when I really feel like I need to and I can't. Like it's right there at the edge and like it wants to come out. And I know I would feel better if I do. And it won't happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like having sex when you've had too much to drink and I'm, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're almost there and then you can't. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of sucks because it, it does. It just builds up and builds up. Mm -hmm. and, and then that turns into and well, then it, rage. And then it comes out as some other thing, which is also unacceptable. So, but I mean, you've got to kind of purge those somehow. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the problem for me is that I just, sometimes you, you I need to and it just won't happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's like there's a mental block there preventing it. But... Like, now is not the time or the place or whatever, and so you just can't. And so it just shuts down. Yeah. But you have also had instances where you have... In, it, it rarely ever happens in front of me. I, I think Travis is more okay with crying in front of me now, but I know that he is more comfortable just kind of doing that. Sometimes you got to pull over on the side of the road and just let it out sometimes, um, which I get. I get because I'm a crier. I am a big crier. Like when Travis and I were first together, he could look at me a certain way and I would just turn into a mess. Just, yeah. you know, and I, I think that I have gotten better about that over the years. Like when <laughs> I, always tell, I always tell people, yeah, when Travis and I were first together, he could look at me and I would cry. Now I'm like, He'll, you'll get over it. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think. No. So once upon a time, it was, I, I, maybe it was a private thing, but it used to, it just didn't happen. Um, there, nothing had, nothing was going on that would ever put me in a place where I felt like that 
was the appropriate response, I guess. Did you ever see your dad cry? No. No. No, he wouldn't. He would never do it in front of people. I know that he did, but he would always go off by himself. Uh, the thing is that until he passed away, there was never anything that really I felt like warranted that reaction. Um, but yeah, since April, I know I just said that I can't. When it does happen, it's because it lands on me all at once and I'm not ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like pulling over kind of thing that has happened um, because it's like a song comes on the radio and all of a sudden it's there and it's it there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. but yeah yeah i i agree with that but i can also see where i i know why guys think that that you know being emotionally vulnerable and masculine and, and whatever because um, i feel like there are probably some social expectations for that i'm just old enough and married enough that i don't give a shit what those expectations are anymore same yeah uh, but i can see like if you're a single guy um, or a younger guy, I can see why they would feel that way. Um, and that, that inability to really kind of get those emotions out, not necessarily crying, just anything, any kind of emotion, not being able to get it out, uh, could kind of poison everything else. Mm-hmm. So I, I can get that. So number next one, I was the victim of domestic violence and was laughed out of the police station when I attempted to report it. I agree with that. I agree. I don't agree with getting laughed out of the police station. No. But let no. me tell you what would happen. If he had been the vis- victim of domestic abuse and defended himself physically, then he'd be in jail for beating his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. Even if she, like, balled up her fist and punched him in the mouth, if he had hit her back, he would be in jail. Mm-hmm. So I have firsthand experience with this, uh, with my brother. Uh, one of my brothers, I'm sorry. I His first marriage... I watched his wife just, she would wail on him for whatever reason. You know, she he didn't do something the way she liked or he said something she didn't like. And it's not like those things don't come up in a relationship. Travis says plenty of things, as do I, that ruffle the feathers of the other one. But your response isn't physical violence, no matter what, you know. If Travis says something I don't like, I'm like, hey, you know, you don't talk to me that way. I'm not good with that. You hurt my feelings. And Travis will say the same thing, you know, relatively close. Um, But we, it's just always been our thing. You don't put hands on each other, no matter how mad you get. You may want to. You may want to break a plate over his head in a Mexican restaurant when he pisses you off. I'm about to choke you out. (laughs) But you don't actually do that because you love and you care about the other person. Yeah, but I, you know, I was, I was raised that way. Like, you just don't hit girls. You just, you just don't hit girls, right? Mm, I was always told by your family that if a woman can ball up her fist and hit you like a man, that she deserves to get hit like a man. And I don't agree with that statement. Well, she shouldn't be hitting you. She shouldn't period. be hitting you to begin with, um, but you should not hit her back. I can defend totally, yourself, sure. But. I can totally see this, though, because you don't get to, if you're a guy, you don't get to defend yourself. No, I mean, like, you can block yeah, somebody from hitting you. You're still you. getting hit. Yes, it doesn't make it, but it no one should put hands on anybody. Somebody should be the bigger person. Right. No, I agree, but I can see where you'd get laughed at if you reported it. Yes. I think it's one of those things that if it happens, you're supposed to just take it and not say anything. Yeah. Because you're a guy. Because if you defend yourself, you're a wife beater or whatever, right? You hit a woman. Um, and if you don't do that and you report it, then you're you're a pussy. Yeah. So So one of the things that I've heard about that is well, how can a guy get how can a guy get assaulted? You know, because it's easy, you just don't fight back. They physically have to get there in order to, you know <laughs> you have to get yourself ready in order to perform the act. And how are you gonna get a boner, in other words? 
they're, so they're saying that, you know, how can a guy get assaulted whenever... Okay, I'm thinking physical assault. You're talking sexual assault. Yes. We're, we're thinking two different things here. That's why I'm giving you that weird look. Yes. So my answer to that is, isn't can't boners not be helped? Mm, no, they can't be. I, I don't know how that works. Like, you've, you've got to be aroused in some way for that to happen. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't know how that works. But, you know, there are men that legitimately get raped and, yeah. you know, and I've heard people say, no, that's not possible. So I, I don't I don't know. I can see it being difficult. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was impossible. But anyway, uh, let's see. Number five, talking or interacting with a child and instantly getting seen as a pedo. Once headed out with my three-year-old niece to a playground, half an hour later, the police were involved, needed my sister to clear things up. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been there. That's fucked up. I have been there. I took uh, Isabel to the park once. She was going to meet one of her friends there, and I was just the one designated to, to take her. You were at work or something. Um, so it was just me and her. Went to the park, and she went to play on the equipment, and I sat down on a bench, and it took less than five minutes before every mom up there was eyeballing me like I was about to kidnap one of those kids yeah and i don't like get the that the police didn't show up i'm sitting there watching my daughter play yeah and oh yeah yeah i was getting those sideways looks yeah almost instantly i don't i don't get that that is that is so fucked up i, yeah. I can't that that's gonna have to be a thing that comes up later because we we've had this discussion more than once if i can understand why but that doesn't necessarily make it so. I mean, I can understand being on guard with your kids to protect your kids, but I don't know. I mean, they were clearly paying attention when I'm sitting on the bench. Was, did nobody see me walk up with her? Did nobody see me get her out of the truck, <laughs> take her to the playground? I don't know. Well, because, like, uh, I, I've actually been in this situation before. Um, I was on a play date with my best friend at the time and all of our kids, and this man in a car was just kind of hovering and watching us. And we got kind of freaked out and we called the police and we're like, you know, just be on guard. There's a car with this man who's just sitting here watching us. Now, looking back on it, I don't know that that would have been my reaction. I wasn't actually the one who made the phone call, to be clear. Um, but... Unless somebody's coming up on me or whatever, I'm not going to really be on my guard that much. I mean, I am in gu on guard. I want to protect my children, obviously. But if I'm jogging in the park and a guy happens to jog past me, my first instinct is not, oh, I better ball up in case he decides to attack me. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't operate that I, way. I totally get being vigilant, but you should be that anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think in this situation specifically, like calling the police... I mean, unless the guy was doing something illegal, why are you calling the police? Right. And I think... If he's sitting there watching his niece play, be vigilant because you know, he's a stranger, right? Um, and, yeah, just... And I'm not saying that, that these things don't happen. They happen every day, sadly, unfortunately. But I feel like in our society, fear-mongering is a big thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the media is horrible about we're only going to tell these types of stories to freak everybody out because it's all about sensationalism because um, human trafficking, I guess, is that is the big one right now. And, you know, I have two girls. So, of course, I'm always careful. And when you've got some creeper following you around Walmart, you go get a member of management and say, this guy's following me around. It's it's happened to me before. But there have been instances where I have been on my guard and Travis has looked at me and said, Honey, that guy wasn't even looking in your direction. No. So, 
I, I don't know. It's, it it almost feels like it's in our DNA, and that's gonna that's a thing that's gonna come I mean, up again later. There's, there's creepy guys out there. Don't don't get me wrong. They're there, but again, be you can be vigilant, but without being. Don't be a Karen. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Okay, number six. I feel like I'm doing one of those countdown shows, like the world's most dangerous animals. <laughs> Being expected to be able to step up in scary situations when you are scared shitless yourself and don't want to either. So you, we yeah. may as well be honest and lay all the cards out on the table here. You're terrified of heights. You've talked about it on this show before. I do not like high places when at all. When we were going to Royal Gorge, you almost had a nervous breakdown crossing that bridge. But I did it. Um, I remember you trying to climb the roof of our house once uh, to fix some shingles and just almost having a panic attack yeah. at the notion of coming back down. Um, it's not, but I did it. I don't think that, I don't think that men need to, one of the phrases that I hate is nut up. You know, you need to sack up and be a man or whatever. Of course, guys are going to be scared of stuff. To be scared is to be human. All of us have that fight or, fight or flight response built in. And it, to me, it's just unreasonable to think that a guy wouldn't get scared of things. Yeah, but you're not supposed to. I mean, I'm getting better about the things I'm afraid to do. Of, well, in my own right, sacking up and doing it myself. Like, Travis is not always around to kill a spider. But the little girl wants somebody to kill the scary spider. So I have to go, fuck. And I am, you have to understand that I am Ron Weasley about spiders. I will freak the fuck out. But sometimes you're like, God damn it, Travis isn't here. I got to go kill the spider for <laughs> Isabella or she's going to freak out on me. You just, I don't think it's fair to say, well, I'm afraid of this thing. So this man should make me feel better about it. I think it goes back to one of those. I don't know. I think it's in here somewhere else. It's like we are considered to be the most surplus and useless things in the world by a lot of, sorry, feminists. That we're just useless, but we have. A, there's a lot of expectations for us, for useless humans, um, like that. Like, like you said, killing spiders, and obviously you do kill your own spiders now. But I open my own jars too, and you open your own jars. <laughs> but there is that expectation there, like this one. You know, when you're scared shitless yourself and you don't want to either. So, I don't understand how we can be both the most hated bunch on the planet and still you have these expectations that you have to live up to and step up for be objective i feel like I you're being, starting no, to get I'm not. testy I'm, no i'm just saying <laughs> it's the truth um but yeah no i mean if you're scared you're scared it just is what it is but i agree there is a, there is an expectation out there that you're supposed to step up anyway um it's easier for me because i've got a family so i mean if it's it doesn't matter if i'm scared or not if if it's something that i have to defend y'all from I, i'm just there that's just that's just part of the deal. It doesn't matter how scared you are. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you're going to be in situations that, you know, maybe your husband doesn't know how quite to react and you have to go, okay, I got to be calm and I've got to, I've got to rush this kid to the emergency room with a broken ankle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Number seven. If we don't express our emotions in a way that matches expectations, usually through actions and body language, they generally aren't received or taken seriously, even when then, even when communicated clearly. It typically doesn't matter how we say we feel. Then, if we go so far as to have an outburst like yelling or crying, the emotions are finally understood and taken seriously, but they change people's opinions of us, usually in a negative way. There is no, I was just upset excuse for us. We have to remain in control at all times because we will either be considered too scary or too weak. But in doing so, we are constantly told that we don't open up enough. I think we kind of already talked about that one a little bit. 
So this is going to be where we do have a difference of opinion. I don't think it's fair for some men to present themselves a certain way and then turn around later and say, well, I'm, you know, I've got all these emotions and I feel all these things and you need, my feelings need to be validated. Okay, sure. But when you are presenting yourself as, I don't feel things, I'm, I'm strong, I'm hard, I'm your protector, blah, blah, blah. How, that's kind of jarring for us a little bit, I'm going to say. So sometimes I feel like guys step in it. They kind of bring that on themselves. So if you're going to be, I, I understand that growth is a thing. And so you can change throughout your life. That's fine. But don't say I'm hard. I'm this, whatever. You know, this is my personality. Don't say you're Ron Swanson and then turn around and be like, well, I don't understand why you can't understand that I'm a human being. Like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm, what I'm trying to say there. Uh, I think I can see both sides of it. I mean, I do feel like there's a certain expectation, and I already talked about it. There's a certain expectation that guys behave a certain way, right? When, you, when you're like, you're being a man. Um, and so I can see where guys would feel like maybe they can't express those things. But at the same time, if you're going to purposefully act that way and wait until you boil over to do anything, like, yeah, you kind of, you're kind of asking for that reaction. Um, but I kind of, you know, that I was just upset excuse for us that I talked about that already. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like some guys bottle it up, trying to live up to that image of the, the manly man. And then when they can't hold it in anymore, it comes out. And they, yeah, they do. They probably start yelling or crying or screaming or whatever it is. Um, that's not me anymore. It probably used to be. So, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Number eight. Trying to ask out women with little to no signals to do so. Having to approach and initiate every romantic interaction without coming on too strong and not seem like a creep. Uh, I haven't dated in 24 God. years, so I have no idea. This makes me so glad to not be dating anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad. I can't even answer that because I don't know. Um, well, as somebody that still, unfortunately, gets asked out at work, and usually I have to tell them, hey, you know, I, I, I'm flattered, but I'm married. It, it does happen. Um... I think this goes hand in hand with another one that's coming up. I could be wrong, but, or maybe it was just in the comment section of this, of this Reddit thread that a guy said, you know, if you're just nice to a woman, she'll think that you're coming on to her. It's like, no, I'm not trying to ask you out. I'm just trying to be nice. It works that way on both sides. You know, just because I'm being nice to you and being cordial doesn't mean that I'm after your junk. Like it, it's not even about that. I'm nice to everyone. You know, treat others the way you want to be treated and all that. That's that's pretty much how I live my life. But I can sort of understand in today's climate why guys would be afraid of that. But then I, I don't know. It, it's I'll sum it up at the end of this. But this world, I feel like, is just confused in oh, general. Yeah. Absolutely. About everything. I don't know. I just I would. I'm so glad I'm not dating. Oh God Almighty! Because I can see where it would be. It would be difficult. I think I, I might be too scared to ask a woman out now if I was trying to date or something. Because I mean, it depending on who who the woman is, you might just be like, "Hey, you want to go get a cup of coffee?" And then they file sexual harassment charges on you. 
<laughs> I think that's I think that's a stretch. Yeah, maybe, but I, I can I can see that where there would be I don't know. But then, so the person that put this up, how are you approaching that romantic interaction, and why does it need to be an, a romantic interaction at the very beginning if you don't even know each other? You know what I mean? And like I. And that just doesn't make, I don't know. Well, like, I'd have to know the situation. Like for like, us. How did you ask? For us, it happened so organically. Like no, right. neither one of us asked out the other person. We were friends first and it kind of turned into, hey, I have feelings for you. And how do you feel about that? And it just happened, like I said, very right. naturally. And we, you know, just so happened we got lucky and both parties felt the same way. Thank God, because I, because I guess in this, in our, in the case of us, I was the aggressor. I was the one who came yeah. out and said, yeah. hey, I have feelings for you. How do you feel about that? And you were like, I have feelings for you too. Let's, let's go out on a date. And then bam, week later, you were like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. want a massage? That one's, I'm good at it. <laughs> I am. You know this. Yeah, now I have to beg for them. Yeah, beg for my juice. <laughs> Listen to the brain dead episode and that'll make more sense. That's not as gross as it sounds. Brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> not brain dead. Well, that's also a movie that we've covered. <laughs> we t- yeah, to be fair. It's like our first movie. Second movie. Second yeah. movie. Um, all right. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about that one because I don't date. Um, let's see. Number nine. If you don't open up about your feelings, you're a toxic man. If you do, you're either being rude or being a pussy. We're only supposed to have the correct feelings at the correct time at everyone else's convenience. I feel like these, a lot of these are repeating themselves. They are. We've already talked about that. Yes. Uh, let's see. Number 10. Not being believed when it comes to sexual harassment. I was sexually harassed by a girl in my class a really long time ago. And when I told the school they didn't do anything, both of my parents got involved and they still refused to do anything to the girl who was harassing me. I I can see that that happening. I think that plays the same... It's, it's kind of like the domestic violence yeah. side. I can totally see that happening. I can. Yeah. Here's um, here's the thing. I'm going to say something that's going to piss off the ladies. And I that's not my intention. I don't mean for it to. But speaking as a woman who I do consider myself to be open-minded, I do consider myself to be liberal, I have been around women that have locker room talk to. Just as bad, if not worse, as men. Watch any episode of Sex in the City and you will see that there too. You know, everybody wants to talk about the male gaze now. The male gaze, male gaze. That's, an, that's another thing that comes up a lot. The female gaze exists too. I have been very open on this show about this guy's hot. This guy's my boyfriend. This guy. Women do it too. We are just as bad. And we are just as bad about having girl talk about, you know, what was his dick like? What, you know, whatever. How, how was this? Women do that, you know? And for us to go and try to act like we don't, I think is, is not fair at all. Clearly you're having the, some interesting conversations. No, I'm saying I have, honey, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> I've, I've seen a bit. But men aren't the only ones who talk like that. Women do it just as equally. And I would say that there's probably a lot of men, Travis included, that don't do it at all. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't understand it from either side because I don't do that. Because some people feel like private things need to stay private, and that is also acceptable. It's vulgar regardless of which gender it's coming from. Yes. I just wanted to say that, you know, we're not not all prim and proper dainty little delicate flowers either. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Have you met my sister? <laughs> now that's some locker room talk. I'm kidding. I I don't mean ab- about that. All right. Number 11. My wife and I are very affectionate with our young son. Tons of hugs and kisses. I know that there will be a point where he will no longer want that from me specifically, but we'll be okay with her still showing that kind of love. I don't know. My okay, dad still sidebar? hugged me when I was a grown ass man. But you said there were only 10. I thought so too. <laughs> um, I still hug Aiden. Aiden still like that's the when I come home from work. 
that's a dad and yeah i don't feel like that's gonna be an issue i feel like if you show affection to your children when they're young that that's not something they grow out of and i love to see that it makes my heart so happy that aiden is so excited to see travis every day yeah and like, I, but i've seen guys that like when they're when their son hits like 13 now all of a sudden it turns into a handshake and i'm like yeah. why are you doing that your dad wasn't like that no, either that's what i'm saying like you, you, we were adults like we always gave hugs yeah and I don't, I don't know. I don't understand guys that like your your son reaches a certain age. And now you're scared of him. What, what's going on? Okay. But using the same logic, there are still dads out there that will kiss their sons on the cheek. How do you feel about that? It's not for me. But um, why is that is the question. I don't know. Do you feel like it's inappropriate that men shouldn't be doing that? Because I don't see a problem with it either. You know, you give your son, you grab him around the shoulder and give him a kiss on the forehead like, I love you, buddy, or whatever. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't necessarily see a problem with it. I just, it's not for me. Yeah. But I just wanted to clear up. It's not because, oh, that's No, no. That's I mean, inappropriate. If, if, if it's on the mouth, then that's just weird regardless <laughs> of who is doing it. Um, but no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not how, this is not how me and Aiden do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you're not handshakers either. No, we're not handshakers. That's my boy. I'm gonna give him a hug. Let's see. Uh, modern society can view us as being totally useless, but somehow in charge of everything. Yeah. Sometimes. I don't think that's fair. You don't think so? No. I have met, thankfully, I have met a lot of powerful women in my day who go out there and they kill it every single day. Um, my sister's one of those women that she gets out there and she does everything the men can do. And she does it with, with minimal to no bitching whatsoever. She's one of those, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to pull my big girl pants up and I'm going to get it done. I, yeah, I don't necessarily think that that's kind of where I think that's kind of like killing the spider thing. You know what I mean? And opening jars. I know you open your own jars for the most part, but I think it, I, that's how I interpret that. And that kind of goes back to the doesn't matter how scared you are, you're still expected to step up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, that, I just kind don't... of my statement before, it's like we are largely seen as useless sometimes, but you still somehow have all these expectations. I don't. I don't. I don't think that that's entirely fair though because there you have been in multiple positions where you worked hours where you weren't going to be home mm -hmm. or you were going to be gone out of state for something and i had to step up and be mom and dad in a lot of in a lot of instances and i just i i don't think it's i think that the expectations not just that women put on men, but that men put on women are hand in hand. Because there's a lot that men expect women to do. And not because, you know, oh, well, you're the woman, so this is your job or whatever. But it, like I said, it kind of goes back to that feeling like it's in our DNA type of thing. Where, because we've had multiple discussions where I, I have gotten frustrated in the past where I've said, okay, I'm going to work now too. I can't still come home and be the one who's cleaning house, making dinner, um, paying all the bills, running all the errands. Like it's, there's got to be some, some equality there, you know, just as you're not going to be here to do things like kill spiders, open jars, whatever. So I feel like you and I, I mean, yes, I've had frustrations with that in the past before, but I feel like for the most part, we are working to that equal balance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's 20. <laughs> All right. This is going to uh, be a long episode, one, folks. <laughs> nah. So this one feels, I understand this one. Uh, Middle-aged loneliness, particularly for married guys with kids. If you're not a middle-aged bro douche, you probably have no friends. None. 
Maybe you're amiable with work colleagues, or maybe you have a game night with some neighbors, but they're barely more than acquaintances. Your last friend was 10, maybe 20 years ago in the before times. Seems like it's almost just a societal expectation at this point. I think that's me and you. Yeah. I don't think that's limited to just men. Well, but I don't, like, they're, cry me a river guy. I mean, when you get married and have kids, that's your priority. Going out and drinking with your buddies should not be what's most important to you. Raising your kids and taking care of your family, that should be your priority. I get that. But at the same time, I get that lonely feeling, too. Um, I don't know what it is about middle age that makes you start to feel that way. So I guess I can sympathize with this guy on one end because um, there's an old Reba McIntyre song called Is There Life Out There? And that is a song that has resonated with me for more than once because... When you get locked into this position as being wife and a mom, sometimes my, me and my brother had an argument once. I remember him telling me, well, it just seems like ever since you and Travis got together, you are not the person that you were before. And my argument to that was, no, I'm not, but I shouldn't be either. There has to be a certain point where you, you grow up and you accept responsibility and take care of what's most important first. You, you do have a responsibility to your family, but by that same token, I, or I don't think that you should completely lose who you are as a person either. I have our podcast kind of originated from this idea. If I was a carbon copy of Travis, Dead and Married wouldn't exist to begin with. I have held on to so much of my personality that Travis has opened up to the things I love. And he's not necessarily forthcoming with the things he loves because I think he thinks I'm going to laugh at him or she will. judge. She has. But... <laughs> He doesn't know that, but I don't feel like I've lost who I am. I just feel like I grew up. Yeah, I don't, but I don't know. I get that. I get that kind of feeling like, it, I feel like when you're thinking about it, it doesn't make you evil. It just makes you human. But you have those moments of, is this it? Is this all there is? You know, um, what's that song that you like by, um, oh fuck, I can't think of the band's name. Is this the prize that I've been waiting for? You know, uh, I think it's the bravery. No, it's collective soul. That's collective it. soul. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's some old man music right there. <laughs> huh? But it's it's kind of that feeling like, and I guess me going and having, you know, going out and getting a career kind of helped with that a little bit because in doing the podcast also because. Now I've made more friends than I've ever had in my life, and I have a social life outside of my family, and I'm kind of proud of that now. Yeah. I think for me, being the married guy with kids is more, I just identify as that, so it doesn't bother me. And I don't see anyone outside of our family unit as a priority for me, really. But is you that, said that one. I, I know how shitty that sounds. No, but you said um, it resonated with you, so. It did a little bit. Um, I mean, I understand you know if you're not a middle-aged bro douche because yeah they're out there you should know who you are <laughs> um you're amiable with work colleagues but you know they're barely more than acquaintances i absolutely get that um yeah i don't know i don't know that i'd ever qualify myself as actually lonely though i've got y'all that's what y'all are here for <laughs> if you're here i'm not lonely so all but right could you see where somebody would tell you well if that's all you got then you know it's all i need you you're that's your whole identity that, that that's sad What's i've heard wrong with i've that? heard people say that before what's wrong with it nothing i'm just asking yeah no i don't know objectively I don't, anything, I don't see anything wrong with it all right 
Number next one. Uh, this one will be fast. It's it's not okay to be a stereotype who tells a woman to get in the kitchen to make me a sandwich, but it's acceptable if not encouraged. For a woman to knock me for not being able to lift something heavy, saying you're a man, you're supposed to be able to do this. Um, I lift kegs that weigh more than some humans on a regular basis, and that's never happened to me. <laughs> I have literally watched Travis strap a washing machine to his back and carry it up a flight of stairs. Yeah, it's not because I'm particularly strong. I just don't feel like I don't. I don't know. Oh no, he's strong. Don't don't let I him don't fool know, you. I don't know <laughs> who this woman was that knocked him for not being able to lift something heavy. But it maybe depends on what he's defining as heavy. I don't know. Shit's heavy. Shit can get Stuff heavy. Stuff gets heavy. And like I said, I I don't know. I don't think that's any less makes you any less of a man. I'm be like, go so get the either. fucking dolly. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so either. <laughs> this uh, is a dolly issue. <laughs> you're, being, you're being too sensitive, guy. Um, number 16. Oh my god, you realize you, how you just sounded? <laughs> yeah, no. I did that on purpose. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think that's... I've never had experience with that. I've, I've never had a woman say, you're a man, you're supposed to be able to do this. That's never happened. Aren't you lucky? I don't know. I'm you, a catch, man. I'm telling it, have you. Have you said that to a guy before? No, never. See, that's there you go. Um, let's see. Sometimes she just wants me to listen, which I do. And other times she wants me to fix it, which I also do. I get it right more than 50% of the time. The other times I got yelled at for not doing the right thing. She'll go on a rant about me not providing the correct response. I just remove myself from the situation and wait for the cool down. I feel like on both sides it can be hard to read what the other what response the other person is looking for. But I'll also say that on both sides, um, sometimes they don't know what response... Sometimes we don't know what response we're looking for. I think male and female, sometimes you don't know. So I will admit to being guilty of this in the past. Um, but I have tried to be better about prefacing these conversations with, can I vent for a minute? You You've know? gotten better about that. You used to not do that. Yes. Um, but now I'll say, look, I just need to, I need to get this off my chest. I'm pissed off or I've had a shitty day and I just need to get it out. And then on the on in other times or other times I will say I need your advice what would you do what do you think I should do that way it can't that line cannot get confused you know and yeah. then other times you know what's wrong I want to talk about it and I'm very clear about that I don't want to talk about it right now maybe well, maybe later if I want to until I'm like what's wrong and you go nothing even though clearly something <laughs> is wrong yes I still do and that. you just go nothing no something is wrong um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's, but sometimes to, nothing means I don't want to talk. About maybe it. they just need to have that conversation. <laughs> it's like, all right, so what are you looking for from me in this situation? Yes. Are you just looking to vent or do you need me to help? And actually, I think I've heard you ask me that yeah. before. What do you need me what, to do? What are you looking for from me in this situation? Yeah. So communicate better guy. Um, let's see. I have a terrible issue with crying. Even when I'm at my worst and feel a constant urge to cry for weeks straight, I won't and can't. Sometimes I think I can't cry without permission. I'm well aware that I don't need permission, but my body doesn't care. I already talked about that. Um, women have no idea what it's like to go your whole life with no one ever thinking to give you flowers. And when I looked at the thread for this one, um, I actually saw one where it said the only time a man, the only time in a man's life that he'll get flowers is at his funeral. So guess and what I, I had, did? I had never thought about that before. <laughs> no, I mean that had never occurred to me. No, it never occurred to me either. And when I read that, I was like, oh my god, that's true. Like, why is it expected? That women get flowers, but men like to get little happies, too. That's what we call them around here. We call them happies. Um, my sister coined it. You can't have it. Um, but so that day, me and Isabel were talking about it. And Isabel, even at nine, is intelligent enough that she and I had a conversation about gender roles 
on the way home from school. And it was so funny. I'm going to digress for just a second here. I was talking to her about some of the issues we're talking about now. And Isabel goes, yeah, sounds like guys have it kind of hard. And I said, yeah. She goes, but you know what? Women have it worse. <laughs> and I laughed my whole entire ass off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, you got me flowers. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yes, getting flowers. So, so Isabel and I went to our local store and we got Travis a bouquet and she picked out a card with the funny squirrel and Travis's face just lit up that day. And I thought, I'm going to have to start making this a regular thing because I'd never, I'd never seen him that genuinely. I've seen him go through every emotion you can think of, but just genuine happiness like like your heart got I'm warmed. surprised yeah i had never seen that before and so 20 years later here i am and i can still be surprised That's so nice. it was it was nice i always keep a few cards back just in case <laughs> gotta keep it spicy <laughs> uh let's see okay we'll make this the last one because the other one is ridiculous um trying to figure out if i should pay on the date to be polite but i should also but I also should have a split because we're equal, but there's a gender pay gap, so I should pay because I'm a man, but gender roles are meant to be cast aside. I feel like you're overthinking this. <laughs> I do too. So as a general rule of thumb, if you ask them out, you pay. If they ask you out, they pay. Or if you agree to go out together, that then feels like a Dutch. Just have that conversation up front. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I'd, the thing is, have the conversation up front. Don't wait until the check comes and then ask the waiter to split it. Right. Because then you're just a dick. So <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't, don't, know, don't pull the fast times at Ridgemont High and be like, oh, I forgot my wallet. Yeah. But I mean, even like if we have if if we have another couple or something come over or whatever, like if we ask them, hey, let's go to dinner. We pay. Yes. If they invite us out to dinner, they pay. Mm -hmm. Like Whoever extends the invitation is accepting the check. <laughs> I, I feel like that's. I feel like that's kind of common sense. But I mean, I, I'm not trying to be a dick. I feel like that's common sense. Though. Somebody is making this way too complicated. I read another one, and it wasn't in this about uh, this. The I, I guess the lady got offended because the guy opened the door for her, and he said, "So now I get between them and the door and hold it shut and make them fight me to get in. <laughs> that way they can feel like they earned it." It's <laughs> just wrong. <laughs> okay. I don't know. But it seems like a lot. People make this shit way more complicated than but it needs to be. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to say that in the course of 20 years, Travis and I have not had our own struggles with what our gender roles should be. That has happened more than once. Where there, you know, I have told Travis there are certain things that a guy is just never going to understand, no matter how hard he tries. A guy's never going to know how bad childbirth is. I will never or, understand menstrual cramps. Or period pain. He's never going to understand that. No more than we'll never understand how it feels to get a ball pinched. You know? Or to get kicked in the balls. Yes. I, I feel like that's... I've never been kicked in the balls because I don't have any balls. So how? who am I to say how painful or not painful that is. Well, it's not childbirth. I have no way of knowing. It's not childbirth. It'll take your breath away, though. Yeah. Like, it, it does hurt, but it's you're not having a baby. No. <laughs> so. But I have heard our own son say shit like that. Well, you're never going to know how this feels. It's like, buddy, try squeezing something the size of a watermelon out of an opening the size of a lemon and then tell me how you feel. Take your bottom lip and pull it over your head. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So that's that's kind of the end of the statements. Uh, but, uh, I feel like some of them are valid. I mean, I, I understand some of these. 
I do. I, like I said, I feel like some of them guys openly walk into. But, you know, one of the one of the big words right now, you know, every time a guy, a Chad comes out and says, well, women, blah, 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 blah. You know, first thing I, Aiden, most people do is say, oh, well, that guy's a fucking incel. The flip side of that is that themcells exist, too. And I know that's going to make some people mad. And I'm not that is not my intention but there are legitimately women out there that think all men are trash and can't do anything right and we don't need you, whatever. But we still need to open the jars and kill the spiders. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm sure there's women out there that can do all of it by themselves and more. And no that's doubt. terrific. I'm happy for you. And I'm not meaning that facetiously. I am legitimately happy for you. I love having a partner, though. I love having someone to share my life with. And no, I'm not going to get all the guy things. I'm not. If someone could explain to me why it's perfectly okay to just rip ass at will all day, every day, and not have better manners about that kind of thing. I mean, I'm sure there's there's some gals out there that are like, I don't care. It's the human body, whatever. What what goes in must come out. I even after 20 years, I like to be a creature of mystery. I I just do and it has nothing to do with I'm a lady. Victoria, not... you don't have very many secrets left. <laughs> it has nothing to do with I'm a lady or if women aren't supposed to do that or whatever. But if you're going to be I have it in my head that if you're going to be intimate with somebody, you don't, I don't want that associated with them. You know, I've got to look at you as my sexual partner, my object of desire. The last thing I want to think about is the stench of your bologna and fish sticks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have held you, held your hair back while you puked and you are still my partner. Yes. So you have, well, those, you those watched things, one child get born. I, yeah. It was traumatizing. <laughs> Made me really glad that I can't do that. But despite all that, we make it work. I would say so. Well, we've done pretty good so far. I mean, we're not we're not going to have things that not that never come up again. I, I feel like gender roles and gender politics are going to be a constant thing that are coming up all the time. But the way I see it is I don't think anything should be expected from either party. I think you are who you are. You're capable of what you're capable of. Be a decent human. Yeah. That's the expectation. Yeah, exactly. Don't be a Chad. Don't be a Karen. It's it's really simple. Yeah. Like, just be excellent to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I love it that you just quoted Bill and Ted. <laughs> oh, anyway, what do you guys think? Have you dealt with any of these things personally? Do you have any questions? Can you relate to any of this stuff? Feel free to let us know. And if you have your any questions, like I said, we will answer them anonymously if you prefer. But let us know. And until then, this has been Pillow Talk, and I'm Ashley. And I'm Travis. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Dead and Married. A special thank you to William Rush, Gary Horton, Carissa, Kent Morton, Kate Lamp, Lala Thomas, and Podmortem for being our patrons. If you would like to support our channel, head over to patreon.com slash deadandmarried to find out how. We would also like to thank Alana Miller for composing Dead and Married's theme. You can find Alana's channel, Alana Llama, on YouTube. And last but not least, you can find us on X and Instagram at SpookyMom83 and Travis L80, as well as our official pages. Thank you again, everyone, for your support.